Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and good afternoon. Hope you're all having a great, great day and excited to find out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. We've got lots of news happening right here in the UAE as we discuss some very innovative students who have actually designed cool houses that are powered by the sun at what is known as a solar decathlon. Now, when we say cool houses, we don't mean that, they, that they're pretty cool. I mean, they are pretty cool, but mostly they're also very... Um, we can say cooling on the inside you don't feel hot in them and in the winter they can actually provide you a lot of warmth how do these houses function and how are they powered by solar power uh, solar solar energy and how can we make the most out of them we're going to be revealing all those details in just a few moments in the world of meta though we've got new headlines popping in every single day and today we're talking all about meta getting hit with its first major lawsuit since the whistleblower exposed all of the internal documents that proved that facebook always prioritized public uh, or profit over public good now we've heard facebook getting into a lot of lawsuits but this is the first lawsuit that meta has gotten into ever since they have rebranded in the world of apps we've got lots to share with you as well as we discuss instagram now asking us to send video selfies so that we can prove that we are not robots and that we are not spam users how does that work and are we going to really trust instagram not to use these video selfies for its own ai and to collect more data about us in the world of weird tech we are going to be traveling all the way to saudi arabia to talk about some robots that have been introduced Introduced at Mecca's Grand Mosque. These robots are going to make pilgrimage become a lot easier. They speak a huge number of languages and they are basically going to be your tour guide as you tour Saudi Arabia. In the world of apps, we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic that I want to hear everyone's thoughts about. Are we with disliking videos or are we against? Because recently, YouTube kind of disabled the option for us to go ahead and dislike their certain people's content so that we can help and protect their mental health and well-being but the youtube co-creator and co-founder thinks that removing dislike is a wrong decision do you agree with him or do you disagree we've got lots and lots to discuss on today's show so make sure you keep pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world How amazing would it be if we can live in a house that is self-cooling? You know, you don't have to turn the AC on because the weather in the house itself is just cool. It's without any AC, without any any use of electricity. And it all depends on solar power. Well, students from 12 global universities are competing for top honors in fashioning a sustainable future for coming generations right here in the UAE. The UAE is holding what is known as the Solar Decathlon. And this is one of the best competitions that any student could be a part of because you've got teams every team is actually designing and constructing an eco-friendly energy sufficient sustainable and solar powered home that is suited to the region's climate now we've seen that right here in the uae the climate can be quite hot and in you know in the winter it's amazing because you don't really suffer with cold winters but in the summer it's definitely hot now what has been happening right here in the uae is we're trying to find ways around using a lot of electricity and The best part about it is that we're also supporting the United Nations global initiative to be a lot more sustainable and to pioneer its role in shaping the future. So these students have actually created a 
house that is self-cooling and also uses solar power. And all the solar power is coming from solar panels that are actually laid out on the surface of the house, on the rooftop. And this new competition has been challenging students to design, to build, to operate solar-powered houses and motivating them to kind of develop innovative solutions to protect the planet from global global warming, but to also ensure a much brighter and a much more sustainable future for the generations to come. Now, the house is very sustainable because it generates its own electricity from 40 solar panels that are found on the surface of the house. It also has underground water, so it's also saving water because all the household needs can be taken from the underground water. And the energy from the house itself can even charge any person's electric vehicle. So people residing in the home, if they have an electric vehicle, they'd also be able to charge that vehicle simply by connecting it to their home. Now, it was constructed by 50 students. So it's a teamwork of 50 intelligent students who decided to create a house that is not only functional, but it's also beautiful because it comes with a fountain. It has two bathrooms, a kitchen, a dining area, a living area, and a massive bedroom that even has a balcony. So it's a full package of sustainable living and the teams come, as we've mentioned, from different universities all around the world and right here in the UAE. So you have students from Khalifa University, you have students from the University of Sharjah, students that are coming from, you know, the British University, students from Hiriawat University in the UK and in Dubai. So it's a big collaboration that these students had to go through. And even amidst the pandemic, they didn't let that stop them. So let us know what are your thoughts. Would you like to live in a home? That is just like we've mentioned, it's a full package. It has an outdoor area, it has an indoor area that is very functional and very fun at the same time to live in. Would you live in a house like this? 4215, do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. I'd like to know how many are they planning to build because I'd love to get myself one of those houses one day. Coming up on today's show, we are talking all about the one and only Facebook, the new meta that has been hit by the first major lawsuit since the whistleblower Francis Hogan went ahead and exposed the internal documents that Facebook has spent years and years hiding for everyone to see. Keep us 95 locked. We'll be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. For the past couple of months, we can say, we have definitely seen Facebook being hit pretty tough with different lawsuits. But now, even after they've rebranded to Meta to try and avoid all the problems that they refuse to solve, they're still getting major lawsuits. And this is actually the first one they've gotten since the whistleblower, Francis Hogan, who is a former employee, went ahead and explored and exposed a trove of internal documents. Now, the lawsuit says that the company has violated federal securities laws by failing to disclose its harm to young users. Now, for those of you who don't know, when Frances Hogan, who was a former employee at Facebook, went out and exposed Facebook, she said that they basically always prioritize public good over and they they prioritize profit over public good so to them it does not matter how much time you spend on the platforms reading misinformation how much time is spent harming young users and young content creators whether that was mentally or even physically it doesn't matter as long as you're on the platform that that's all that what they care about now they also did say that a lot of the internal research that Francis Hogan went ahead and portrayed was, you know, not completely right. That's what Facebook wanted to say to try and protect themselves. However, we do know that numbers don't lie, even if they want to go ahead and protect themselves. Now, the case 
that was filed against Meta was filed on the behalf of the Ohio Public Employees Retirement System and Facebook investors who collectively lost more than $100 billion in market share since Francis Hogan went ahead and first leaked the internal documents on the Wall Street Journal. Now, Facebook said that it was looking out for children and weeding out online trolls, that they were trying their best to protect these children. But in reality, what they were creating was misery um, and just damage to their own profit. Um, they they also went ahead and tried to protect themselves by saying that they're going to try and create new initiatives, that they were going to... One example would be setting accounts for people under the age of 16 as private, as a default. And they even said that they are not all following Mark Zuckerberg's strategy. And even though he wanted to kind of prioritize profit that the employees themselves weren't and that's all in a hope to try and cover things up but the reality of the matter is it was never covered up because they only got more and more hate and now even after they have rebranded to meta they are still getting more damage um monday's filing is likely the first major lawsuit against the company since hogan first leaked thousands of internal discussions memos research to federal regulators and among the trove of materials that she went ahead and leaked were some instances when Facebook actually potentially uh, showcased different products that they were, they knew that they were unhealthy, they knew that they were potentially dangerous for teen users, but they still went ahead and published them on the market. Um, Hagen also testified before the Congress and still proved that she was you know, what, whatever she was saying was truthful. There was no lies about it. The company has maintained those documents and said that they don't paint a complete picture of Meta and its safety efforts. And its share price has fallen roughly 9% since the first Facebook paper reports began to publish in September. Now, analysts have definitely said that um, a lot of investigations have been filed and a lot of lawsuits have been filed in the past for Facebook. Facebook has always settled them with their, you know, endless... Uh, riches of money but at the same time their uh, their their name has gone down the drain and the court could potentially force meta now to make more internal documents public which will yield even more problematic evidence for facebook because even if they're able to settle any lawsuit they're still dealing with people's reactions on those lawsuits um instagram also tries uh, to do its best to protect children or at least that's what they say so by trying to control every child's experience through the platform trying to create more algorithms that will protect children against any online trolls and against any harms that could come to their mental health and well-being. I feel like this is just the first of many other lawsuits that Facebook is going to be dealing with within the next couple of months. But I want to hear from all of you. 4215, do it slot or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Has the lawsuit against Meta now or the different documents that we've heard coming from Francis Hogan changed your mind about the way Facebook and Instagram operate? Have they enticed you to maybe use them a lot less or are you still using them just like before? 4215, do it a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about, once again, the sister of Facebook, Instagram, and how they are now introducing video selfies for new user verification so that they can reduce spam and fake accounts. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. We all know too well the new 
or actually we should say the pre-existing ways of proving that you're not a robot, that you're not a fake account or a spam user. We typically would see different websites actually going ahead and asking us to, let's say, select pictures that showcase traffic lights or select pictures of trucks or cars. You name it, we know these methods so that we can help and protect, you know, platforms in general from spam users. But now Instagram is taking a whole other level, a whole other measure to try and prevent those spam users from making it on these platforms. Mm -hmm. So what they've started using is a new method where you are asked to take a short video selfie to help confirm that you are a real person. Yes, I mean, this feature only has likely been introduced to reduce the number of fake or spam accounts on the platform. Now, I've personally seen a skyrocket of spam accounts on Instagram or bots. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, Omnia, any popular Instagram account? And as soon as they post anything, Mm. there's already thousands (laughs) of comments. Yes. And most of the time it's bots. And even some Instagram users now, they they have a joke between each other. Mm. And they're like on the comments, like if you're not a bot. Mm. Am I the only one who's who's not a bot here? (laughs) So a lot of Instagram accounts have been considered bots or fake accounts. And uh, Instagram owner Facebook, uh, or formerly known as Facebook, Meta, does promise that they will not collect any biometric data. And this feature will only be used for identity identity verification and nothing else. Now, identity, identity verification does ideally happen when a new user does register on the platform. So existing users are not being asked to go through the video selfie process just yet Mm -hmm. now they might be asked if they get reported a lot yeah that's what i was thinking as well so we have definitely seen different analysts and researchers that like to spot new features that instagram and facebook kind of reveal before anyone else does through the platform and they were able a lot of researchers were able to spot it and try it out and as part of the process they noticed that instagram would reportedly ask users to record the short video of themselves while turning their head in different directions so that they can they can confirm that they are who they say they are going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, the exact description of the screenshots that were leaked showcase that Instagram would state, you know, we need a short video of turning your head in different directions so that we can confirm you're a real person and that you're not a bot. Once the video is recorded, you have to go ahead and submit the video for Meta to confirm your identity. And then they'll just allow you to go ahead and create the account. Mm -hmm. What happens to these videos? You know, people say, and according to Meta, they're deleted after 30 days. But are they really deleted? And what are they doing in their data sets? I've actually been verified before Omnia. Oh, okay. Yes, but it wasn't on any social media platform. It was on a cryptocurrency wallet. Okay. And... For cryptocurrency, you do have to verify who you are Mm. because if you make a lot of money, they want to, when you withdraw whatever cryptocurrency you're taking out, Mm. they want to know it's going to the correct person. There's no identity fraud. So when I created my account, I would have to send my Emirates ID. Mm. And then they would say, okay, great. Let's open the front camera, beautiful man, right? Mm. And let's take a picture of you. Let's see (laughs) if you are the same picture in your ID. And I've done that and Mm. then the approval comes within 30 to 40 minutes and we're good to go. So again, this might be a new way to confirm not only for Facebook or Meta or Instagram, any other social media platform to see and to reduce bots or fake accounts because sometimes, Omnia, people use fake accounts 
to bully others. True. I just don't think I trust Instagram with our videos. <laughs> I mean, I, I, fair enough, but I mean, you're already posting all your content on their on their platforms too. Yeah, true. That's an that's so an if issue. their AI and machine <laughs> learning pro- could probably catch on to you pretty quick if they wanted to. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215-Dur-Salat or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. When we come back, we're talking about robots at Mecca's Grand Mosque in Saudi Arabia and how it can speak 11 languages and guide pilgrims with rituals. Check this out. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about robots at the Grand Mosque, at Mecca's Grand Mosque, and how it does speak 11 languages and can guide pilgrims with rituals. Now, we do know the Grand Mosque at Mecca is the holy site for Muslims in Saudi Arabia. But now, technology has dipped into the rituals because a four-wheeled robot has a 21-inch touchscreen and can deal with visitors' concerns. Now, Omni, we do know that, mashallah, Mecca is huge, right? Mm. And for the first first time people coming, they might get lost a little bit. But now this robot will be guiding them throughout their whole journey. Yes, indeed. And I'm very excited to talk about our beloved friends right here on Future Talk, those robots, because... You know, Mecca and Medina, they hold a very, very special place in the hearts of many Muslims and honestly, citizens all around the world. They are, you know, home to two holy mosques that have our hearts with them. And we definitely enjoy visiting Saudi Arabia for that specific reason. But to elevate this experience, to make the procedure of pilgrimage become a lot easier for everyone, smart technology is coming in handy because we're talking about a touchscreen robot that is currently being used to serve visitors. This four-wheeled robot helps people perform their rituals. It offers iftat services and answers questions. So no matter what you're doing, you know, no matter what step you're in and you just don't know what is the next step, let's say, you know, we have Bilhaj, let's say, we have Rami al-Jamrat. What comes after? What comes before? You don't need to worry. All you have to do is ask that robot that is already touring all around the Holy Mosque. There is also an option of adding instant translation. So let's say we have people from all around the world visiting uh, Mecca and Medina. So they may not know Arabic or may not know English even. So they can use those instant translation services to be able to communicate in their own language. Um, We've definitely seen also a lot of technology coming from Saudi Arabia when it comes to smart passes. So I'm not sure... If you know Hani, but what they have created during COVID is you get this like smart ID that basically becomes your mm-hmm. lifeline when you go for Hajj or Umrah. This ID has the group, the tourist group that you're coming with. It has exactly what have you finished, let's say uh, stages of, of Hajj. It has your address. It has a Google location. So let's say you got lost. You can know exactly how to get back to your hotel. And soon enough, they're also going to include banking services on this card so if you go to if you go to saudi arabia and you don't necessarily have a credit card or debit card from that country and you can't use your home country's credit card or debit card you can basically use this card as your Mm -hmm. lifeline to spend in saudi arabia during that time yes i mean we are looking at saudi arabia you know having a huge shift to digital transformation and technology and in general now this remote controlled robot does support 11 languages including arabic english french russian persian turkish chinese bengali and the first time ever hear of this language omnia hasa Mm -hmm. 
right? <laughs> I want to know which language, which country speaks Hansa. But I mean, it does have a 21-inch touchscreen that can be used to deal with visitors' issues of concern, such as guiding and even expressing an opinion. And a smart stoppage system that also does allow it to move easy and flex flexibility. Now, the presidency does offer the service of Makra al Harmain, which is the two holy mosques reader, which will even teach the Quran to Muslims around the world and to grand mosque visitors as well, who do want to improve the reaction and, and yes, yeah. and and receive certificates as well. So you know, we're looking at you know improving your recitation, improving you know. Uh, so many things and just quicker and better experience when you're there at the Holy Mosque in Mecca. So again, I'm really excited to see what's coming next and how we can apply technology and digital transformation to not only our daily lives, but when it comes to performing religious rituals as well. Absolutely. And I'm very excited to also talk about the new uh, Smart Quran that they have launched to help accommodate people of determination. So mm -hmm. this Smart Quran is basically an e-device for those who have visual disabilities. They can read the Quran from start to finish in Braille, and it's available in different parts of the Holy Mosque. And I just love how no, there's so much inclusivity. No one is no one is incapable of enjoying the rituals of pilgrim and just getting to really soak in all the spiritual feelings being there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Omnia Haas is a Chadic language, which is spoken by the Hausa people, by the Ooh, way. I didn't even know that's a language. Me either. And it's mainly with the northern half of Nigeria and the southern half of Niger. And it has significant minorities in Chad and even Cameroon. So, again, they are taking in consideration people from all parts of the world, from Africa to Asia to North America to even people right here in the Arab region. So hats off to Saudi Arabia and what they're doing to make the Hajj and Umrah experience much, much more enjoyable. Let us know what are your thoughts. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs, Apple 95 Radio. Taking a short break, but when we come back, this is a story that we want to hear everyone's thoughts about. Are you with or against YouTube removing the dislike button? Because YouTube co-founder came out in a public statement and said that he believes removing the dislike button was a wrong decision. Keep oh, I got a lot to talk about <laughs> on this one. Keep us 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the website that we use every single day. We're talking about YouTube. And we do know for the longest time, YouTube has been considering removing the dislike button or not showing the dislike count. But the YouTube co-founder does think that removing the dislike count is a wrong decision. And I couldn't agree more. Now, YouTube's decision to hide dislike count on all videos last week did spark a heated debate among creators and viewers. Yes, indeed. Now, while there were mixed opinions from YouTube users regarding this move, the co-founder of YouTube, who goes by the name Jawid Karim, actually said that getting rid of the dislike count is a wrong decision. So it's interesting because you would think, you know, the co-founder of YouTube would be on the same page as the founders of YouTube, but sadly he does not agree with it because he feels like when every YouTube YouTuber agrees that removing dislikes is a stupid idea, it probably is. We should try again YouTube. Now, this was the opinion of the person, one of the YouTubers behind their videos. They feel like it's it's a wrong idea and we shouldn't be doing that. He also, the co-founder of YouTube, also described this 
phenomena of removing dislikes as basically a wrong decision because you take away the the opinion of the the viewer. You take away their ability to express whether they like something or they don't. Yes, and he it, has a lot of thoughts. And he was actually very vocal about it on yep. the platform itself. Now, Joa, Joa did update the description of the Me at the Zoo video mm. to express his disapproval. In case you're unaware, Me at the Zoo is the first YouTube video ever uploaded to the platform. Wow. And he wrote in the description, Whenever YouTuber agrees that removing dislikes is a stupid idea, it probably is. Try again, YouTube. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, a lot of co-founders and founders don't actually have a say on their platforms anymore. Mm. There's a board of directors, board of investors, and people who have a bigger and majority saying over what goes and what doesn't. And I agree why. Because let's say Hani mm. is starting to become a content creator. I want to get into content creating. Yeah. So I'm going to go and look at one of the big dogs on YouTube. Mm. And if I see that all their videos are doing good, I'm going to think that everything goes, mm -hmm. right? If I, let's say, I want to talk about a certain subject and I want to see the, you know, the wavelength of it, how, how big is the audience, you know, appreciating such type of content and work. What if I'm going in and I'm seeing that all these videos have likes on it? I don't know which criteria I should go upon. True, what works and what, what doesn't. I don't know if yeah. people like this content anymore. Mm. Not as me as someone looking at other people's YouTube channels, right? And sometimes I feel like in general, the dislike button is gives you an opinion as a, as a, as a viewer and as a watcher. Mm. And not only that, Omnia, nowadays, I'm going to be 100% honest, we're getting soft. Yeah. We're getting too soft, <laughs> right? So why does a dislike button have to dictate how we feel? See, it's a you know the dislike button. In my opinion, it's a double-edged sword because you also we've also witnessed in the past dislike attacks. So let's say a certain but content. But they're always valid. No, I have to stop you here. Because so, sometimes it's like a bully. It's like a yeah. I mean, it's like a Justin mafia. Bieber's baby song yeah. that has the most dislikes. But it's just because you know the internet is is a crazy place. But True. again. Omnia, what do you mm. always go by? No PR is oh, bad yes. PR. No PR is bad PR. True. But I feel like with, with I don't know. It definitely harmed a lot of YouTube content creators in the past. But I, but I also agree with you in one end. You know, taking away the dislike button is like going and working at a workplace and asking your boss to never give you constructive, constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's a full package, you know. Let us know what are your thoughts. 4215, do it to lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Future Talk is coming to an end, but the shows on Pulse95 Radio are continuing throughout the day to keep you entertained. Coming up is the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Duri. And man, is it an honor to have him in the studios once again. Welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> Welcome it's to good the show. to have you back. We're love looking your flashy. I love your energy. You come in with, you know, positive vibes. I see you got the mask on. Are you people got... getting soft? Yes, people are oh, getting listening. Yes, people are getting softer. I think so. Yes, people online, they don't want any constructive criticism. They don't want to be criticized. And, you know, as a person, to grow is to learn from your mistakes, to learn that some people know better than you. Very good. Wise I like words. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think he's not a new generation. Hey, that's impressive. That's what I'm telling you. We're getting too soft. But tell me, what's too hard on the halftime show? The only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar al Well, there's a couple of things happening, actually. One thing, Iran and Jordan, women's football team, played against each other mm -hmm. in September. 
The goalkeeper, after Iran had saved two penalties. Oh, I saw those. Did you see that? The those. goalkeeper um, was the hero. Mm. Then Jordan have filed an appeal to question her gender. I saw those. That was insane. So we're talking about that on the show. That's the first part. The second part is, how, yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's it's something else in sport nowadays. You know, you can't just enjoy a sport. And on the second part, in the health and fitness segment, we're actually talking about meditation. Mm. Now, meditation can be a lot of things, and it can be actually see what Hani's doing with his face on YouTube. Um, can be a lot of things, but actually, we're talking about yes. the myths and the misconceptions, which is what Hani's just doing now. Yeah, versus, you don't do home. No, no it's no. not about home. Versus <laughs> the benefits and how it's going to help manage True. anxiety. Totally. I need to tune into this. I love that I found out about a year ago after you told me. Amar was actually one of the people that tried to get me on meditation. And Mm. I did do it for a couple of weeks. I didn't uh, update you on that. (laughs) But I found out that Arnold Schwarzenegger does it three times a day. When he wakes up, before he sleeps, in the middle of the day. It's the perfect reset. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> with the wordplay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know where to get all this information. The only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Duri. We are taking a uh, no break because, you know, a future talk is done for the, the day. We're turning the page today. Right? But uh, like Omar Duri is taking control of the airwaves in five minutes. So keep Pulse95 locked because Omar is going to give it to you like it's hot.